everybody. Welcome back to Send News, the inside gaming podcast where we talk all about video games. It's episode four. We've made it four episodes. I'm Brian Gar, your host. I'm going to go around so everybody else can introduce themselves. Uh, hey, I'm Connor McGrath, and I'm on Send News. Hi, Anybody I'm Caden else? Jensen, and I am on Send News. This is good and natural. Hi, I'm Zach Niblick, and apparently I'm on Send News. Everybody's on Send News. Brian, are you there? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's fine. That's fine. We'll get him back in a second. Well, my voice just disconnected. I'm back, though. I'm there back. You I'm are. here. Folks, uh, for anyone listening in the future or not on stream, <laughs> we are recording this all from our homes. We are all, in a, in a manner of speaking, quarantined, even though some of us are going in in the morning. Uh, I don't have Brian's camera feed right now, but that doesn't matter because you're audio listeners. So if there's a little bit of hiccups, weird gaps, and stuff, just know that's because we're fighting an uphill battle against uh, a pandemic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's scary out there. It's it's uh, it's coronavirus. Uh, we're going to try not to talk too much about it but obviously if you're listening to this you're probably affected by it so hang in there we hope you're safe uh let's get to the news of the week and uh everybody the big news i would say is that sony and microsoft pretty close to each other unveiled more details about their next gen consoles um uh, talking about their gpus the cpus all that it, it seemed like microsoft from my reading of it has the better hardware sony though is playing up stuff like its ssd drives uh and other things like that what did you guys think um i i mean like everyone was talking about how dry sony's thing was but i mean it's people have been saying maybe it was a gdc presentation that they just couldn't do but to me it feels like the way that uh sony's like putting less like pure power in but saying that they're designing it from the ground up to all work together it feels like apple like it feels like Apple versus Android. Like, yeah, we're not yeah. putting in the most powerful stuff. We don't have the craziest tech. Um, I mean, their tech is pretty crazy, but they're like, it's all us. So we're making sure everything works well together. Because it's not about power. It's about how it all works. Yeah, I've been seeing people like that are developers tweeting a lot more about, there's a lot more chatter that I've seen on PlayStation side of like, the hardware, where like I saw a tweet this morning where um, a dev was just talking about how excited he was to get, like really start getting developing on PS5 just because... Um, a lot of times developers have to, uh, pardon my like not tech savvy speak here, but like they have to code to the least common denominator. So like the lower, the, the higher the floor is, the better quality can improve overall for their games. And so I'm, I don't think I'm seeing that as much with Xbox though. Yeah, Xbox kind of seems like they it's like they have a lot of, they're, they're still kind of in that old vein of like, it's all about the flops, but... <laughs> It's all I, about the flops. I can't get enough the of those only thing, flops. The only thing I can like criticize Sony for is the fact that their backwards compatibility thing was, it didn't exist. It was, we can play PS4 and PS4 Pro games. Meanwhile, you look over at Xbox and they really talked up all of this backwards compatibility and it really does send home that it's one console for everything kind of mantra that they've been really leading into. And that's mm -hmm. been doing really well for them. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's it. What was I about to say? Oh, oh shoot! It was probably really insightful and smart. Oh yeah, it just reminds me how lucky PlayStation was that Xbox dropped the ball so much with the one. <laughs> Sony's was pretty dry, and uh, Mark Cerny really got into the weeds. Mm -hmm. Um, and people were like, "Well, that's to be expected because that was supposed to be their GDC presentation," which I I get. But they advertised it as a big unveiling. Yes. So they're the ones who hyped it up as this big thing, only to get into an incredibly detailed technical presentation that only 0.001% of people understood what was talking. That's fine. But I, I felt like uh, Microsoft has made it more available to sort of your lay gamer so I, um, I don't know i think yeah the lay game but <laughs> lay i think gamer. that there were i think they both had strengths um yeah it, it looks like the xbox series x is going to be the technically the beefier system that's good it looks like they put in a lot of work i i don't know i don't think that's the be all end all though i mean the switch is 
wildly underpowered by today's standards and it's doing awesome. So I, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to, um, just the games obviously. And uh, Sony has been putting a lot into exclusives. I do think Microsoft is going to come back a lot stronger this generation. They've been buying up a lot of studios. We haven't seen a ton of, uh, uh, of fruit from those developers that Microsoft has bought. But I do think that, um, you know, in a couple more years, it'll really pan out. I, I, I think Xbox has decided that, or Microsoft, excuse me, they're going to make, the, they're going to put out the best hardware they can. They're going to make it backward compatible. Um, they're going to put game pass, you know, sell game pass again, which is a great value this time around. They're going to, they're not going to get beat. At least they're going to try not to get beat on exclusives. So they're buying a bunch of studios. So I, I think it's smart. I mean, I, I think you're right, Connor. I think they completely shot themselves in the foot. I think that allowed Sony to, to capture the top spot. They never gave it up. Um, but I certainly wouldn't catch PlayStation. I wouldn't count PlayStation out. They really haven't put a bad console out yet in four tries. That's a pretty impressive track record. So um, I, I, ultimately, I think it's going to be good for everybody if, if we have three strong players. Nintendo, I think it's going to be interesting how it affects Nintendo because the Switch is only going to seem older and older as time goes by. And I love my Switch, uh, but... You know, at one point, will they have to do a refresh or put out a, you know, a, a more powerful system to maybe not keep up, but at least to, you know, uh, bring it a little bit into the future? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that you're you're on the right track there. I, I don't necessarily think that Nintendo has too much to worry about in this stage of the game. I think we're probably maybe a year or two out from them doing anything. I know they said that they're not going to release any kind of new hardware this year which i mean it's smart now because things might be getting delayed but the fact that playstation hasn't even shown the console yet where everybody else has something tangible Great. it's Hold on, so Kaden, weird cut out a little bit there i you know i shouldn't have interrupted you i forgot you're recording your own don't worry about it i'll cut this out <laughs> but yeah it's just i wish that i wish that there was something tangible that we could see from the playstation or maybe they don't even have the design factor done, which means that is this thing even coming out in 2020? Well, I think you're right. I think Nintendo is fine for right now. I, I'm just talking about in three years from now, I, I think it's going to look, you know, a little more dated. I, I, But I love the, the idea of the Switch, the concept of it. I hope they just stick with this design for, <laughs> for the next few generations. I think it's great. So it'll just be interesting to see if they feel any kind of pressure to, you know, update the hardware at all. Nintendo always famously says they don't look at what anybody else does, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, get I that mean, Switch Pro out there as soon as possible. Right. What if the Switch Pro is like three inches thick? <laughs> just an enormous <laughs> machine. Just a and, brick with yeah, a and screen they on it. Brand, they try to brand their way out of it. It's built like a military-grade laptop. <laughs> what if the Switch Pro... Hear me out. I have two screens. Hell yeah, baby. It's called the Switches. And, and you go like this. Zach, it's an audio medium. One screen here? <laughs> oh, yeah. It okay, describe I'm, what you're doing. I'm opening my hands as though they were a, a laptop. This is the and church one, and these are the people. This is the steeple, yeah. And yeah. On, on one hand is a, is a screen. On the other hand also sits a screen. So Very good. Very good. Very well just, just, articulated. Just so just a nice. stylus for it though. You're talking about a DS. No, no, no. Never heard of that. <laughs> I remember reading a uh, watching a review of the Nintendo DS years ago that called it that said the DS stood for DualShock, and I've I think about that all the time. I think they actually called it internally the developer system because they made it specifically to make it easy for developers to make games for. But then it's just like also it has two screens, so it's probably dual screens, right? So. Yes. Dual screens, dual screens. Dual sc <laughs> um, yeah, I think I feel like I don't even consider Nintendo when I think about this next generation of consoles. I, I it's just like how my brain operates is they exist in such a different lane. Yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna. I think most people are gonna buy one or the other. I mean, some of us will buy them both. Um, I'll probably get them both, but I think for most people, they'll buy one of these and then probably a Switch if they want the Nintendo exclusives. 
I, I'm okay, weird... Nintendo like really put a flag in the sand with the Wii U when they were like, we're going to just start on a whole different cadence to the other two competitors. You know, like Wii U came out at such a staggered time in comparison to the PS4 and Xbone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really so I... burned them hard too. No, no, but no, but I think it's right, but it set them up. I'll say it fucking again. The Wii U walked so the Switch could run. And I think you're, they're you're like, not wrong. I think they were really, I think they that. were. Yeah, I think without the Wii U kind of like forcing itself into the market at a really weird time that that I don't know that Switch would be able to stand alone as much as it does in the collective mindshare. I mean, the Switch is really good and and so unique. I mean, that it's because I don't it doesn't playing my Switch, having a Switch and a PC is right now the best combo for me because the overlap between them is almost non-existent. Um, have, whereas my Xbox and my PS4, I've barely played since I got a PC. And so that's what I'm thinking going, going into this next generation is like, I've got my PC. I can wait on getting the other next-gen consoles because I'll be able to play Cyberpunk there. I'll be able to play other AAA releases. And then I'll be able to play indie stuff on my Switch. So, like, yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean, I know that's not everybody's situation. Not everybody has a PC. But the, the that Venn diagram factors in so much to the purchasing decisions because, like, I mean, it all comes down to price and exclusives, of course, but, like, I can wait. Okay, so this leads into the question of if you had to pick one, Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5, you can only choose one. Um, Sega Genesis. <laughs> I mean, I mean, gun to my head, uh, like, a PS5, but that's also just because, like, hindsight is extremely clear, and it's, and it's one of these things where, like, if you had asked me, like, we, who knows, PS5 could do the same dumb shit that xbox did this last generation and totally or fumbled PS3. out the game or ps yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it's like the, everyone they the, each generation trades off with like who's the fuck up who's like the you know black sheep of the family so i i don't know at this point i'm just gonna wait and see who has a game that i want to play and then <laughs> if i want to play it enough i'm gonna buy that yeah, system yeah. yeah no i mean that's what i usually do i usually don't buy launch consoles because um, they never have great libraries when they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's something screwed up about the hardware that you need to wait and for them to fix it. So I, I don't know. It, unless somebody has a, a, an exclusive that really just sort of blows me away that I have to play, I'm just going to wait for a little bit at least. Yeah, I mean, PS, PS5, as long as the price is not too terrible, I got to go with those exclusives because, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not really a lifetime Halo player. I love Forza, but I can get that on my PC, and I want Spider-Man and God of War sequels. Mm-hmm. That's Horizon. that's very fair. Whenever they actually announce them, the only thing that they've announced is like semi-third party stuff. So the only thing that's like tangible first party anything is all Microsoft, and uh, it's like Halo Infinite's going to be a pretty killer app. Oh, oh. oh. E3. Oh, that shit hurted. F's in the chats yeah. for E3. So, Brian, have you never bought a launch console? I bought a Switch. Okay. Um, I, I, that's a good question. Um, fuck. Because I... I don't think so. I love stuff. I can't help the urge once I decide that I'm going to put some money away to do something, to buy something. I just can't ignore it. Like I, I I'm, I'm an early console adopter. I, I, I really like getting in at the ground floor, even though it's bitten me in the ass so many times. I have the launch Xbox Ones, and man, that thing runs like molasses. It's awful. It's really <laughs> bad. I like coming across them in the wild now. It's, it looks like a VHS player. It is cheap and plastic and nasty. And then I have an Xbox One X here, and it's just so sleek and nice, and it's, it's night and day. It really is. Uh, yeah, that original <laughs> one looks terrible. What's up, Zach? Uh, it was just Caden's internet coming out in one of the comments asking if her internet has COVID. It's not really <laughs> all that funny. It's just... <laughs> but you got a good laugh out of it, and that's what's important. Uh, yeah, I got PS- a chuckle. The PS4, when it launched, was a real bummer because uh, I was super excited about it. And then I finished Infamous Second Son, and I was like, and now I'll play... What knack? knack? No, I did not have knack. <laughs> I did not get knack. I just played Rezogun for weeks, which I think I said on the first. Rezogun is very news. good, though. Yes. Very good game. Very very good game. It's a uh, Housemark, right? They did a uh, Super Stardust, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up because I have a computer in front of me. 
See, we have our weaknesses, but we also have our strengths. It is house mark or house marquee. Yeah, house mark. Whichever it is. House house marka. House mark. House mark applier. House mark. Devonto so get some house marking. So no. you've never played knack. No. You're missing out. It's one of the worst games ever. It is not one of the worst games ever. <laughs> It right. is Knack not two, great. Look, it got a sequel, and Knack 2 was way better, but nobody played it. All right, all right, we're off the rails. Let's move on. Second story, GameStop. It's in the news, mainly because it's not closing. Um, they have made the news for a couple of reasons. I talked to some employees uh, this week who feel very... Uh, nervous about the fact that they're still open, obviously because of coronavirus fears. Then they announced this week they were going to stagger the Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing releases. Obviously, those are two big games that were supposed to come out Friday today, if you're listening to this on a Friday. But then GameStop says, actually, we'll just release Doom on a Thursday, a day early, and have Animal Crossing releases scheduled on Friday to keep the crowds so so it'll only be half the crowd basically and they tried to couch this in oh we're doing this for safety reasons right but if you were that worried about safety you would find another way to distribute these games other than just having a bunch of people show up at your store it it's also like i I, they're positioning it as people that pre-ordered the game and you come in to pick it up either on thursday for doom friday for animal or whichever is which i don't remember uh today's thursday sorry yesterday is um uh is doom i get that but um it, it's there's also people like say there's folks that really want doom and we're going to buy it digital on friday then they hear news that it's actually being sold at gamestop a day early i mean gamers love getting shit early speaking from experience so like yes they're getting the pre-order people yes they're getting the people that were going to come to gamestop anyway but what about the folks that were just going to get it on the playstation store who just wanted a day early i mean that's like bait yeah, that that's like seems almost irresponsible. Yeah, to your point, I didn't almost. really thought about it that way. <laughs> it's no, I mean, it's like pretty irresponsible to like. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it until you just framed it that way. But wow, that's it's kind of hard to see it any other way than that. Now it's like this this is inciting people to do what the government is actively telling you not to do. And then are we are we allowed to talk about that screenshot? Oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna um, I was gonna mention that a, a few people have sent me um, uh, people who have worked at GameStop and thank you for sending me this. Um, they uh, apparently now they have given employees like some talking points if the cops come by to shut down the stores. Uh, one thing is thank you for so they're, apparently they're supposed to say thank you for what you're doing to keep us all safe if you have questions about our stores hours operations or policies could i ask you to please call our corporate office it gives the corporate number thank you for understanding oh my god wow like a call so, yeah, off. They, absolutely ridiculous and then um there's another apparently a letter that the store some stores have sent to law enforcement that says, and, and you know how some states uh, have basically ordered that people uh, close down, uh, that all non-essential stores close down. Um, obviously, GameStop, not an essential store, but they're talking about things like grocery stores should stay open. Right. So I'm getting a letter that uh, apparently GameStop sent to law enforcement that says, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience and working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore Fuck is able off. to remain open during this time. Dude. Uh, we have received reports of local authorities visiting stores in an attempt to enforce closure despite our classifications. <laughs> Store managers are approved to provide the current document listed below to law enforcement. And I guess that's that talking point. So, yes, GameStop considers themselves essential. So they should remain open, according to GameStop. Holy hell. Fucking assholes. Brian, what was that CEO that was talking about how brave it was to stay open that we talked about on the Uh, daily? The CEO of Adidas. Adidas, right. Oh, John uh, Adidas? (laughs) They said they were going to stay open because uh, it's easy to close down. It takes courage to remain open. These people's brains. No, it does not. It's so fucking ridiculous. Oh, man. I would love to see, like, remember in... Did you see Free Solo where they take an MRI and the part of his brain that feels fear doesn't light up? Like, that's just not part of his brain chemistry. I would love to get really just inside a CEO like that's head and just see what kind of crazy asinine bullshit is happening to their lizard brain that makes them think like, I'm actually a good person doing a good thing. 
there's like a there's like a very specific type of person that is seeing this whole thing as as a massive opportunity for profit and like there's the people that are successfully doing it and not making it a big deal and then there's the people that are just like have you seen the guy on twitter that's like, like basically declaring that he is now like the coronavirus age pimp for webcam girls no he's he's dating he's dating some like famous canadian uh canadian actor or somebody's daughter and he's uh, yeah martin short's daughter no and he's just like taking videos of these like e-girls like that he like invites over to his place and it's just like oh yeah all right now give me this all right you could it's basically like a casting couch thing but he's like if you're crazy if you don't think that this is the best time to make money like it's are you fucking kidding me he's like talking he's quoting that how uh, he was going to make 200 grand off of streams alone during the during the virus. It's like, Brian, dude, it's it such a specific time <laughs> part, like thing of sociopathy, you know, it's one of those things. Well, I think a time like this is just going to bring grifters and opportunists out of the woodwork. There was that mm-hmm. guy in The New York Times who had stockpiled all his sanitizer and he was like, no, I don't From know my to do home state. It. Amazon won't let me jack up the price to right. $70 a bottle. And, and, and they finally seized. made him. Yep. They finally made him like donate it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't even consider that maybe. The private company that they were running this sh- this grift through would put the kibosh on it didn't didn't cross their their little minds even once <laughs> and then when the new york times came and it's like hey we're gonna profile you and you're gonna look like a bad person they're like that sounds He's reasonable like, that seems like a great idea <laughs> like, cool 15 minutes i've been waiting for the excellent or they're southern they're from tennessee right zach could mm-hmm. you tell me could you give us a sneak my home state baby like? so uh well, I think if I hoard all this here, hey, Shanny, I'm about to sell it for a good markup. <laughs> Thank you for your journalism. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, as for GameStop, it's just like, it's so concerning. I mean, like, I've been waiting for the, my brother worked holiday hours at GameStop over the, well, the holidays um, for overflow since they needed people. And I'm, I'm like waiting until I get the text from him that's like, hey, dude, guess what? I got hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I got to tell him not to make money, I guess. I would I would rather just be like, I will Venmo you $100 right now to not go in. I'll pay, I'll match I'll match your your soaring paycheck from GameStop. It's funny cuz uh somebody asked uh about Y2K and this is what I think people thought Y2K was going to be. Um, which just turned out to be nothing, absolutely nothing. But this coronavirus, it's just who knows how long it's going to last and who knows, you know, but but I think with GameStop, their business has gone up. At least I've heard anecdotally from people that it's been twice as busy at their stores or it looks like holiday traffic out there. So uh, GameStop has had no good news. They Their sales have been plummeting for years. I, I think they this is proof that they are going to keep those stores open um, unless absolutely forced to do otherwise. It's it's ridiculous. Um, somebody messaged me on Twitter that they're they're actually they're working at GameStop and they're actively trying to get people. They're calling up people with pre-orders and they're saying, "Hey, I can you know I can cancel your pre-order and turn it into you know turn it into a digital one, but you have to come in the store." And I asked if there was any way to do that you know without the person coming in the store. They said yes. But they're not going to, you know, the the corporate structure doesn't let them do it. So there is stuff in there to help people actually still spend money at GameStop buying these things through them digitally. But the corp, they just want people to come in because they know they can get people to buy more than one thing. And it's ridiculous. Right. right. Yeah, that's the old retail uh, move. That's why the milk is at the back of the grocery store. Mm -hmm, You get somebody mm -hmm. in, get them to walk through and... Uh, try to get them to uh, buy other things. So uh, it sucks. Yeah, it's uh, and oh, and and there's another retailer. If you're in the UK, I think it's called Game. Um, that mm-hmm. chain, they're still open too. They they messaged their employees and said we might close, but for right now, we're going to keep our doors open. Good lord. I want to. Yeah, I'm curious. I wonder if there's like a site that's listed all the stores that are still open. I'm sure there has to be one. <laughs> Just a shame list. Yeah. These are the incredibly negligent corporations that are trying to make a huge profit off of this. 
Right. Well, and what's like, well, and what's weird is that this honestly, is, this is this is what happens when you let businesses just completely call their own shots. When when there's no sort of uh, uh, central voice to be like, no, we're we're gonna say for the good of everybody that uh, you know. Uh, uh, all of you that we don't need to sell video games at this time, or at least physically and get other people infected. So it's, it's clearly a, an irresponsible move by GameStop, but they're trying to couch it in this, you know, a uh, uh, highfalutin sort of altruistic language. It's a hundred percent bullshit. It's 100% greed. I would have way more respect for them if they were just like, no, we're staying open. We're making a lot of fucking money and times have been <laughs> tough. Fuck y'all. You're going to have to come and close us if you want us, if you want us down. Like I would have more respect for that rather than just this, uh, uh, you know, the health and safety of uh. our employees and guests come first. Bullshit. No, it doesn't. Or otherwise you wouldn't be doing or this. say nothing. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's, that's just also looks bad, stoic, but uh, just, yeah, stand in front of a podium for half an hour. Don't say anything. Don't blink and then walk away. People will talk about that more than they talk about your shitty business practices. Although, Brian, I would like to remind you that corporations are people and we should not trample their First Amendment rights. Okay. So, yes. You know, yes. People. Thank you, Mitt Romney. That's, thank you, Mitt Romney. Hey, hey self-regulation works. Just look at the ESRB. Whoa. All right, so let's move on. Um, the other big news, obviously, this week, uh, two huge releases. We already touched on it. Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, they're out. Uh, well, Doom Eternal's out today as as of <laughs> this, uh, this reading. Animal Crossing's out tomorrow, so by the time you listen to it, they'll both be out. Uh, this is two massive uh, games that are coming out the same day. And who knows, like I was thinking about coronavirus, uh, other stuff later this year might be delayed. You know, who knows if Cyberpunk's gonna come out? Who knows if, you know, uh, uh, Last of Us 2 is gonna come out? So I, this might be, these might be the biggest releases uh, we're gonna get in a while. That's Both true. of them have gotten good reviews on Metacritic. I think Animal Crossing's at a 91. Doom Eternal looked like an 80, upper 80s. So uh, what do you guys think? What do you get? I'm, I'm an Animal Crossing boy, so I'm, I'm going to get that first. I'm I'm buying Animal Crossing right now. I'm holding my Switch in my hand <laughs> because <laughs> I have I was going to get Doom instead. But you know what? I'm, I don't know about you guys. I've been kind of stressed out lately. <laughs> and also, this is really cool. I mean, Animal Crossing reaches such a different uh, group of people. I guess Animal Crossing is a game that's not necessarily for gamers only which is great because gamers you know maybe shouldn't get to keep everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole like social distancing thing i think is going to help animal crossing in the long run i'm absolutely picking up animal crossing i've had it pre-installed for a while but it's going to allow for that little social interaction that everybody's going to be missing lately so mm -hmm. it's uh it's going to help with that i think god willing I think it's weird that it's coming out. Um, it, it, it's a weird coincidence that it's yeah coming out during the coronavirus while everyone is completely isolated from everybody else. So th there have been plenty of other people who've made this observation, but you know it, it'll be a little bit of a substitution for human interaction, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're dropping. I wonder you if that'll. Yeah, I wonder if that'll affect sales or anything. You know what I mean? Because they've kind of got like the new releases that are coming out. Right now, I've kind of a, a captive audience a little bit. Yeah, not only that, but the whole theme of the game is we're going to drop you on a deserted <laughs> island with nobody there, and you have to bring people to the island. So it's it's a little on the nose right now. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, you said it was a coincidence that it's coming out right now. Yeah, it makes is you it, think. <laughs> is it? We should get a little galaxy brainy in here. Is it? There you go. Did Bethesda yeah. Nintendo team up with Trader Joe's? <laughs> Oh, speaking of Bethesda and Trader, uh, not Trader Joe's, sorry, Trader, Trader Nintendo's. Um, no, speaking of uh, Nintendo and Bethesda, part of my reasoning, because I didn't want to drop 120 on both these games, is I was like, oh, Animal Crossing's never, ever going to go on sale. Doom, however, could cost $30 in a month. <laughs> That's, that's a oh, very it'll most thing. definitely get that's cut. That's a very yeah, solid com point, yeah. yeah, compared to Animal Crossing, at least, yeah. I mean, if anybody's listening and trying to pick between one, just know that Animal Crossing New Horizons is going to cost $60 in 2025. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. We'll all be dead from coronavirus, yes. and it'll still be full price. Keeping the economy going. Yeah. Single-handedly. Um, 
Okay, let's go to questions from our readers on Twitter. Or th- this is people who listen to the podcast who responded to our weekly request for questions. Um, this comes from Wandering Alex. Seeing as how, seeing as we are all doing social distancing, I hope. What other things are you guys doing in your spare time besides gaming? Oh, that's a good. That's a good idea. Who wants to take that? Starts with an M and rhymes with masturbating. Zach, get closer to your mic. Starts with an M and rhymes with masturbating. Oh, I, I get it. Chewing I, food. Uh, I have been masticating most of my food because I am alone, and if I were to choke on something, there probably wouldn't be anyone around to do anything about it. So I'm being very careful that I um, pertain myself to eating soups and chewing my food thoroughly. Oh, yeah. Did you guys stock up on soup? Did. Did indeed stock up on soup. <laughs> there was no soup left to stock up on. I went, I went I've been uh, I've been building uh, Gundam models. Oh, I've been oh, putting no them off for a while. Yeah, they're they're a blast. They're really fun. It's you know you build it, it's kind of like a puzzle, and then when you're done with it, hey look, I have a thing to look at. And then I've built up a stockpile of them, and now I finally have time to actually build them. Um, I have been as soon as the stream ends, turning off my computer and going for a walk in the empty suburb behind my apartment building. Uh, that's that's good. I just <laughs> everything hurts and I my voice is hoarse and I just want to look at something else. So I've been trying to read and watch just like like nice chill Netflix things. Like there's some there's a good show called The Repair Shop. Let me plug plug that for no reason other than I like watching it. And it's That's basically the great British great, basically the Great British Baking Show but for repairing family heirlooms. That's it. Oh, that's dope. It's super it's nice. Great and and the uh, the guy that like is like the main repairer, his name is Jay Blades. Fuck, that's so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. So Damn, watch, that's so I'm watching cool. that. I'm watching uh, World's Most Extraordinary Homes to imagine what it would be like if I were rich and had an architect <laughs> working for me. Um, but yeah, I was just trying to, I mean, like video games are great, but you need to have some other things going on if you can't leave your apartment. I don't know. Brian, what are you doing to keep busy? Kind of along the same lines, I've been uh, running. Um, weirdly enough, I've been doing this like couch to 10K thing. And so, oh, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, uh, it's basically like three times a week. And I'm up to the point now where it's like I run 17 minutes and then walk for a minute and then run and then walk and run. So uh, it, it does work, though. The, the good thing is it like kind of ramps you up. So it starts you where you just are running for like. 60 seconds but i'm on week 10 now so as the weeks go by you know it 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 gets harder and harder but uh it's been it's been fun actually well fun is not the right word but um it's been something reasonably good i've been doing for my body instead of just slowly destroying it every day (laughs) yeah i mean my gym's closed so i should probably start doing that um, next question, Dan Kimball, do you like where gaming is heading with the games as a service model becoming more prevalent and more game streaming services? That's a good question, and that gets brought up a lot. I, I don't like the overly monetized stuff, um, I but I do think there's a lot more content in games now. I think for... Uh, for most, I think, uh, you know, I look at a game like God of War or something like that, and that's a lot for your 60 bucks. So in in the best cases, I think uh, games are still really good. There are a lot of crappy monetization tactics that get used, uh, which I don't like at all. The, the thing I don't like the most, I think, about modern gaming is just how companies will ship unfinished games and then just assume they can fix it on the fly. I hate it. I hate it every time they do it. I think it's a terrible business practice and I wish they would stop. Yeah, I think the only thing that's necessarily great that came out of all of this is things like uh, Xbox Game Pass where you pay a a little bit of a fee and here you can use this. It, It really is the Netflix of games. That's probably my favorite thing that's come out of this. Um, Nintendo kind of does it with their online service. Here's some SNES and NES games. That's great. And I'd actually like Sony to like lead into this more. But as far as games as a service, it's kind of oversaturated to this point. And it's hard to actually get into any of these games in any major capacity without, you know, trying to unload a ton of money to like catch up with other people. And it's just not that fun. Uh, yeah, it's. 
it's not the same. Uh, I, as for me, I think I like it now. I like having Game Pass, I like being able to do this stuff. But I don't know if I would have liked it when I was younger and didn't have a disposable income. Because, I, I mean, granted, it's $60 is more than the monthly cost of Game Pass. But, like, when I got a game, that was it for, like, even even as old as, like, 17, 18. I would play that game, the fuck out of that game for, like, a month. So, like, I, I don't know. It's not, is it as accessible with having you know, so many services required to play some of these games sometimes. Yeah. I mean, hey, personally speaking, I'm kind of just shocked that not more uh, games are going that way. Like, the fact that Overwatch 2 is going to be a thing and not just continuing yeah. to improve upon the Overwatch platform um, that, that desperately needs it. I mean, like, Fortnite, for all its hatred, uh, is, is probably, like, a shining example of how to do it well um, because they've they've exemplify the idea of like that that game as a service um same thing with call of duty uh you know if, oh god oh. holy shit all right uh-oh hold on a second am i back now yeah let me write down the time is everyone hardwired by the way yeah i am i am i am not but i'm okay i'm on wi-fi but it's google fiber it should be pretty good yeah i just don't really have trust in anything <laughs> That's, yeah, that's very fair. I mean, I'm wired, and that's not really helping. Uh, Zach, you're talking about um, how Fortnite exemplifies the games as a service. Uh, yeah, we can we can just I don't well, we just end the Fortnite conversation point. going. Just just say that again, at least though. Yeah, I mean, um, so Fortnite I think is a shining example of how to do this well. They've kind of kept that that service essentially the same, just updating it ever since launch, um, which I think, in my mind, like makes it an easier sell for people trying to understand and wrap their head around the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what Fortnite is? It's not like you have to be keeping up with. Oh, do I do I now buy Overwatch two and then just sync all of my stuff into there and does all of the things that I've bought for Overwatch one carry over? So, I think keeping things as simple as possible is good. Yeah, I think Fortnite was successful too because it offered people a lot of value for what they were paying, which was Mm -hmm. in some cases, absolutely nothing, but I think it, it makes it easier for you to drop 10 bucks or 20 bucks or, you know, maybe a few bucks every now and then when the base game was free and you feel like you're, you're getting something out of it. Um, So I find that less objectionable when, when a lot of these monetization mechanics are in free to play games because I, I get they need to make their money somehow when they're in full price games like, you know, an NBA 2K or, or FIFA. I, I think that's a lot, um, a lot shadier because I, I still think if you pay 60 bucks, you have the right to a full game and, and then to kind of wall off content or pay gate it behind these various things. I think I think developers and, and well, probably more publishers than developers are just constantly pushing and trying to see what they can get away with um, in, in terms of how much to charge us. And for, for me, it was the the first Battlefront game. Uh, well, not the first, but the, the rebooted Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. Right, like I, I thought those were just so crappy in, in, in terms of... Uh, I bought the first one and it just didn't feel like I got a full game. It felt like I had just sort of a, a crappy multiplayer mode. And um, I, I think that was just an example of modern gaming at its absolute worst. And I was... I was You don't like to see anything fail, but I wasn't upset at any means that it... That it you know, there was a huge backlash to it because it both of them deserved it, especially the second one. It's nice yeah, to see sure. people still care enough to. <laughs> Some backlash is. Well, I don't know if healthy is the right word, but sometimes you're like, yeah, wait, I'm pissed off. Pushback, yeah. Pushback, yeah. yes. You mean we got? You mean people weren't happy about having to play for 65 hours to unlock Darth Vader? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always or okay with people with 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 developers being just like, hey, look, here's a skin. Here's a, you know, a, a, a different gun. Here's a different thing, a weapon. But these weapons and guns and stuff like that, they're just like little cosmetic tweaks, not actually brand new things. It's like that change the meta of a game. It's just like, oh, look, here's the here's the normal camo one. And look, we're unleashing the pink camo one. It's just like, that's fine. You can you can charge a dollar for that. But it's when it's like, hey, we're going to lock an entire game mode. Here's, you know, really OP characters that have new abilities or all these huge game breaking things, especially in multiplayer things. It's like, 
no, I don't I don't want any of that. Give me a skin. I'll pay for a skin for for all these different things. Don't, you know, it's like here's this really super OP gun. It's going to cost you $10 and it gets you this really cool character that's also OP. It's like, no, fuck that. That's really lame and it really breaks actually playing the the online experience and makes just people quit anyway. All right, next question from Jardazard. What is your guilty pleasure game? Ooh. Ooh, scandalous. Ooh, Attack on Titan 2. Yeah? I actually do like that game. I think it's it's not I wouldn't go to as my number one as a guilty pleasure. There's a lot of guilty pleasure. What's your latest guilt? Mr. Mosquito? <laughs> do you go back to that a lot? I love that game. Uh, I mean, I like people. We've talked about Final Fantasy. I've been talking about Final Fantasy X a lot recently. But, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people shit on that game. A lot of people really hate that game. Um, what? Think it, yeah, that's I know. A good game. Such a good game. I know. I know. A lot of people think it's like represents a very like low point in the series. I think that's mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel weird calling that a guilty pleasure game. I don't want to give those people the satisfaction of labeling a guilty pleasure. That's just pleasure. I think it could have been Fortnite for you for a while. Fortnite for a while, <laughs> but I will say that. Uh, I have God, I fell off of Fortnite hard. It's been many months, and I don't think I'm going back. Yeah, well, that's a normal cycle for a game. Yeah. Um, mine more recently because I've needed to kind of chill out. Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival for the Wii U. It is nothing. It's no Mario Party, nothing like that. You go around the board, you collect stamps and candies. Nothing really terrible happens, and it's just a chill time. It's like it's really nice. It's nice to not actually, you know, have a freak out moment where there's guns blazing and everything like that during a game. It's just like, you know, we're just going to go around the board, collect some candy, and that's it. Have some happy points. That's it. That's nice. Um, My guilty pleasure, it's not only like a guilty pleasure, but something I go back to again and again is uh, Forza Horizons 4. It's it's not guilty because, I mean, that's like a a great game and I don't feel any shame about playing it, but it's also like... (laughs) it's not what everybody's playing and it's there's not really a lot of discussion and there's not like a ton of like chatter about it but i go back to it again and again and again and again because i love the way it feels i love the way it looks i like just driving for hours and just turning up the in-game radio stations because the music in that game is great so like i i mean yeah i i like keep finding myself going back to that and having it on xbox and, and pc is pretty great thank you game pass yeah, I still like Hearthstone. Um, it's just, you know, it's a card game, so it's just like you can play it in quick bursts. Um, it, I, I feel guilty about it because it's time where I could be doing, like, either playing m- different games or just doing something more productive. But, you know, if I have a few minutes, I'll always, always go back to that. So, um, I, yeah, it, it, it's good on mobile, so I, you can play it anywhere. Uh, my other one, Dragon Quest Three. I will constantly have a game of that going. It's it's the iOS port isn't bad, so you can just play it. Or it's an old eight bit RPG, and but it's great, and I love it. I know where everything is. I just like walking around and killing things. If I'm ever stressed, I'll just kind of grind my party. Well, everyone yep. loves a grind party to alleviate stress. It's, yeah. funny you, it's funny that you bring up Dragon Quest Three because I that reminds me. I I, I have felt a slight bit of shame from the internet for loving Dragon Quest builders as much as I do. Oh my God. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, it's great. I I sunk well over a hundred hours into builders too. And my God, that game is so good. There was a, there was a stretch of time. I think it must've been last fall or the fall before last, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, um, but yeah, last fall where like, what games had come out like Sekiro had come out and another like big AAA game and like Zach kept buying these <laughs> games or Death Stranding too and he would play like four hours and then go back <laughs> yeah. and then play keep contributing to his like 90 plus hour gameplay of Dragon Quest Builders 2 <laughs> he'd be like yeah I don't know I just kind of bounced off Sekiro and he's like dip 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 right back Builders 2 did you play the first one too Zach I I played a bit of it um, enough, but the en- second one's been your 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 real game. Yeah, I, I played enough of the first one to really appreciate the quality of life improvements in the second one. Yeah, um, and and it feels weird going back. I did try to go back and play a little bit of it, but uh, it it was funny as now uh, having watched after after I kind of finished up the story, I was like, man, I kind of want some more Dragon Quest, but I didn't have the time to start up. Um, 
it 11? Is that the most recent one? Yeah. 11. Yeah. Uh, I, so I had been watching a bunch of gameplay of it, and I didn't realize that Dragon Quest Builders was... I mean, it's, it's like all of the same music cues and like sound effects and characters and all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, they oh, wait, this is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, a lot of that is, has been there since uh, the very first one. And, and two kind of jumps off the end of Dragon Quest Two. Uh, one, one's not mm-hmm. bad. I, I, I think I liked one better than two. I didn't, I didn't like all the farming in two. I just, I felt like it was sort of yeah. shoehorned in. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I still like, I still love the concept behind it. And they're both clearly, I think made with like the same engine and stuff. So I, yeah. whatever, I could talk about those games forever too. <laughs> we'll do a separate, um, there Dragon Quest Builders. A deep dive. Cast. Yeah. Um, moving on from Harrison, I just got my first Switch and Baldur's Gate. It feels perfect for the Switch. What games do you guys think are made better by the specific console they are on? Wii Sports. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say Wii a fit. lot of Nintendo stuff. A lot yeah. of Nintendo good stuff. Ju- just feels good, good guess or, or good answer. Yes, Wii Sports. <laughs> and maybe joke. I mean, obvious answer is just versions of things that perform better on one console versus another. I mean, we're not really there anymore but we used to be in the days where call of duty would get released so you know day and date on Wii, along with P- uh, playstation 3 and xbox um and those sucked a lot so, so fun so, i played all of world at war on the Wii, and it had like kitschy motion aiming controls and it was like a that's, still, that's still my, my that's still my favorite comment i think i've gotten from inside gaming was this 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 dude uh, cursing me to hell for saying that the aiming was inferior on the Wii because it had accurate motion tracking for that was the it was the premier way to play a first person shooter that was me absolutely the best way to play at 480p with a wii remote yeah the entire screen is two colors somehow (laughs) yeah um i actually this is not an answer but i was at best buy trying to return something and i was behind a guy who was trying to return i looked over his shoulder and saw it was Baldur's gate one and two for switch and he was trying to return it and say, I don't want it. It looks like some kind of old computer game. <laughs> and like, <laughs> they were like, sir, you played it. You can't return it. And he's like, no, all I did was put it in and start it up. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. And you I'm, played yeah, it. You played it. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and he was like, well, I don't understand why you won't take this. And he was like super peeved. And I was like, because I, I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, what's up with this guy? And I looked and I was like, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. I'm like, those are 20 years old. <laughs> it's a 20 year old game. He's like, yeah, it just looks like some old computer game. Like, this is not what I wanted. It like, is. That's because it is. Exactly. And he's like, uh, all I did was start it up. How, how else could I have known what it looked like? And I wanted to be like, hey, have you ever heard of a Let's Play? Maybe the or internet. the back you of just, the freaking box. Well, you could just Google the fucking thing. Right. <laughs> Google it on YouTube. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't be swayed by the fancy art. We've all I, gone down that road. Right. I got be- I got Best Buy brownie points right then though because the woman was so frustrated. She's like, "Sir, you cannot return an open game. You cannot return an open game. You cannot." Re-. And he was just like, "But." And then when he finally went away, I was like, "Hi, I'd like to return this unopened game." And she's like, "Thank you. That's what I'm talking about." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, to the guy, to the guy that's point that asked the question. I mean, Baldur's Gate on Switch, like specifically, uh, so many games feel smart home on mobile to me. Like, for instance, we talked last week in last week's episode about how I personally really like playing RPGs on mobile. Uh, I like the way that, or not on mobile, on like handhelds. Um, and I would say Baldur's Gate stuff, like um, stuff like Final Fantasy, like especially going back to play some of the older ones. Those are perfect for Switch. Those are like, great games that you can just be on the you know mass transit and pull it out and just play a little bit of. And as long as it has some sort of like sleep mode function, you're kind of set. Whenever you yeah, the sleep mode transit. has been great for RPGs. Just yeah. to close it up or, or hit your button, and then yeah, you can pick it up. Yeah. There's a. There's um, two I've games got that, one uh, uh, kind of along those lines of RPGs. Uh, the Etrian Odyssey series, uh, which is on the 3DS. I don't know if that came up for the DS too, but definitely it was on 3DS. Great because it utilizes the two screens really well. The bottom screen's a map, but you also have to make your own maps. Like it's a dungeon crawler RPG, but you have to kind of chart where you are. It's a huge part of the game. But the way it, it uses the screens is just great. It's it's not a very well known game, but uh, it, it just fits with the system very well. There's a there's two indie games. Yeah, that I've, I've, I've heard playing. I've heard of that series. I've never tried it. Don't have a DS. Oof. Sorry. There's a there's two indie games I've been playing on the Switch, uh, Valhalla and Coffee Talk, 
and they're they're PC games too, but I feel like the the interface works just so much better on the Switch, just because of how you can kind of just like tap the screen a little bit, and mm. it just feels like a little bit more of an intimate experience because they really want you to like focus on these characters, and I <laughs> just can't get into it on the PC as much as I I am on on Switch. So definitely those yeah. two for sure. Yeah, and sometimes those PC ports are awful. <laughs> like you can tell it was designed for keyboard and mouse, and they just sort of ham-handedly adopted it for a controller so it's, oh, it's yeah. nice when they have like a good scheme it's, yep. it's um, one of my favorite things about um emulation where it's like you're d- emulating a ds game on pc or you're like even better on like a i, was, I saw a review of a, a handheld emulator which just like some chinese product and they were talking about how to play the ds games they had to uh, map the switch screen button to the start button so every time you wanted to play like if you were playing like pokemon for instance where you have to tap that lower screen to to you know choose your attacks and whatnot you had to push the start button let the screen switch over then scroll over to your thing attack and then switch over to the other screen but the action had already started so you did saw it a little late not a good way to play a game (laughs) fun um and surely you, you, they would have owned the game already before emulating. I would hate to have to call the FBI. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, you should never, never play an emulation game without having owned it previously first. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, do we have time? Are we up against time or should we do one uh, more? It's kind of hard to tell with all we lost out on. I think we have time for one more question, though. And then OK, let's let's do one more. And this is a big one. This is from Edgar Senpai. Which controller do you prefer, Xbox or PlayStation? Let's do it once and for all. Wow. Oh, boy. I mean, I know my answer, but I can wait. Stadia. PlayStation, <laughs> definitely. PlayStation, really? yeah. I got to go Xbox. Yeah, I don't know. I, I used to play a lot of fighting games, and it just it, it worked a lot better for that. Uh, okay, you like the, the joysticks on the same level? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I just love the way the xbox one controller feels in the hand i mean 360 i think was great and then i love the weight of the new one i feel like the rumble feels better i like the texture of it because like sweaty hands on a playstation controller i don't know it just slips slips a lot so i i th- i'm so glad that the series x seems to be sticking with the, the basically the same design probably some different haptics or something inside it I I also have to agree with you, Connor. I really like the Xbox One controller. That said, I do have a PlayStation 4 controller that's the, like, anniversary edition, and I love that controller so much just based on design, like, the colors and everything, but the Xbox One controller is so much better. I'm I'm a little salty about the Xbox controller because one of mine drifts, like, one of the Joy-Cons drifts, and I've never had that happen before. Oh, in your Xbox controller? Xbox or Switch? It's on the Switch. Oh, no, the on the Xbox, not the oh, Switch. Okay. Yeah, um, that's annoying. So yeah, that's it's weird. like it, it's not like a, a, a breaking thing, but like if you mess with it, it'll it'll drift and and so yeah, it just. But yeah, the design of the controller and everything like that is totally fine. My the only problem I have with mine is well, one of them has a sticky uh, trigger, which I went in and tried to fix, but I think I need to get. Uh, some like some better like rubbing alcohol or something and the other one the, one of the face buttons is sticky but that's because i ate a, a mandarin orange over it and i got citrus juice <laughs> oh that's your fault yeah so that's user error <laughs> sounds like you broke your controller no it still works it's just sticky okay all right good is that pause. It? <laughs> any other favorite yeah and great chemistry on the podcast today everybody do we, yeah, do we agree is. that the 360 controller was better than the xbox one brian no are you serious Ugh, I'm, I'm asking what? brian a fellow dualshock lover oh. um i did not have a 360 so i don't know you know what fake I will gamer say. alert yeah the, i know uh, yeah fake gamer the 360 <laughs> wired controller was better than the 360 wireless because the battery pack wasn't there but I you know will what? say for, right. the Xbox yeah. One is great for people like me who didn't have a 360 because you can go back and play all those games. That's true. And I've enjoyed that. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, true facts. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Rate the podcast if you would. Leave a nice comment. Give us a little help. Tell your friends about it. And we'll see you next week.